Welcome common sense enthusiasts all across America. This is the Liberty Monks podcast. I'm your host, Jamie Mundy. With me as always is my trusty sidekick, Mike. How are you, brother Mike? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? I am doing great as well. Appreciate it. Um, Mike, if you would, please introduce our guest for today. No problem. What we have here is a lifelong Michigander of 51 years, a husband of 27 years, a father of five, an entrepreneur with 30 years experience in the business consulting world, an avid sports fan, especially the Detroit Tigers. We have known him for a very long time, and we are two and only a handful of people in the world that can actually spell his name correctly. His name is John Farset. John, Cue round of applause. Cue round of applause. Yeah. Right. John, we're, uh, we're very excited to have you on with us. Um, welcome to Liberty Monks. How are you, man? Doing well, doing well. Excited to be on the show. Awesome. Um, so right off the bat, you know, we just talked about this. Uh, full disclosure for everyone listening out there, Mike and I have known John our entire lives. Um, we've been through a lot together, both good and bad. So remember, anything John may say about me or Mike, please take with a grain of salt. <laughs> the good news is I think we have enough ammunition on each other that we're all safe. It kind of evens things out, doesn't it? <laughs> um, so speaking of your entire life, man, uh, you know, you're in business, you're, you're a self-employed entrepreneur, you're somebody who's traveled um, a lot for business, places like Hawaii, Texas, Florida, all up and down both the East and West Coast. You, you literally could have gone anywhere in the continental United States. Why have you stayed in Michigan? <laughs> Great question. Um, uh, one thing is uh, family. That's 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 a big one. Uh, I live uh, really close to my wife's family, to my family. Uh, we, we spend a lot of time with them, and I think it's important for my kids growing up to to have family around. Um, I think it, it, it's just really good for them to, to have mentors aside from real, literally their parents. So I think that was a good reason. I do like the four seasons and uh, anywhere south of the Mason-Dixon line, I am pretty much Norwegian, so I would melt. <laughs> makes sense, makes sense. Um, you know, we, we, we all grew up together. You know, we attended Lake Orient schools together. We played sports together. You've been all over Michigan as well, man. So. You have a lot of options in Michigan even to live. Why did you decide to stay in your hometown, Lake Orion? You know, we, we moved uh, to Royal Oak for a little while um, and liked it there. There's a lot to do uh, when we were without kids. But once we, uh, once we found out we were going to have our, our first daughter, uh, it was, uh, we just felt home calling. Um, first of all, just practically, grandmas were available for free babysitting. And, you know, we weren't, we weren't really uh, super wealthy at the time. So that, that definitely helped. Um, but I think familiarity and just, it's a, Lake Orion's a great community, good people, um, you know, people that are, that are friendly, hardworking, and, and it's just a, a good environment. And, and uh, the schools, I think, produced um, a lot of, a lot of great values in, in the people that I know, and, and uh, I appreciate that. So, uh, you know, really, I think that's it. Nice. Now, you, you've been married for 27 years. Uh, Mike, you've been married like 27 times, but, um, <laughs> quantity, quality, whatever, <laughs> you know, but, but you've managed to hold everything together so long when more than 50% of marriages, you know, fail to make it. Um, so was this a lucky flip of the coin or was there more to it than that? Well, I am lucky. I, I will guarantee you that, uh, my, uh, my friend, Jenny Kaz, you know, he said, you definitely married up, uh, well, first thing he said is, what the heck is she doing here uh, when he first saw her with me? Because uh, she ran with a pretty, 
pretty classy crowd who, who wasn't quite in the, uh, the beer swilling, you know, uh, sports guys like us. Um, but no, um, luck has a lot to do with it in terms of just running across the person that you immediately click with. The first time I met my wife, I, you know, I, I left and I said, I'm going to ask her out, you know, there's an immediate connection. And, um, but the other thing is, it's just work. I think, you know, love is, love isn't just, um, you know, you feel great and it's all romance and, and, and hearts and stuff. It's, it's work and you have to dedicate yourself and just say, Hey, you know, I'm going to make this work. And there's definitely been days that uh, I'm sure Kim and, and I have, uh, have just needed to be in separate rooms or, or whatever it might be. I mean, it's, it's not always easy, but I think you just commit yourself. Um, and there's obviously circumstances where, where people just can't do that. Uh, but we've been lucky enough that, um, you know, we've, we've, uh, we've taken care of each other and, um, we've, uh, we've made it a point to, uh, to stick together. Uh, and, and that definitely helps. But. When you first met, didn't she deny you're from Lake Grant? That is a story. So, uh, my friend Eric Bouchard and I were at college and, uh, we're walking through the, the, uh, student center and, uh, we run across her and, and he's talking and, and he looks and he says, Oh, you don't, you don't know Kim. And I, I said, I said, no, no. And, and he introduces us and, and she says, where are you from? And I said, Lake Orion. And, and Lake Orion is not a, a large community just for, for the record. I mean, you know, our, our high school at the time probably had, uh, you know, what a thousand people or something to that effect. But uh, she, she says, where are you from? I said, Lake Orion. And she goes, no, you're not. And I said, what are, what are you talking about? And she goes, I know everybody from Lake Orion and you're not from Lake Orion. <laughs> I'm like, whatever. So as we walked away, I said, I think I'm going to ask her out. Um, but the irony is, I mean, we had, um, you know, dozens and dozens of people in common um, to the point where her brother was literally really good friends with my best man uh, in my wedding. So it was, it was pretty hilarious at the time. That's, a, that's an awesome story. I did not know that. I had no idea that she, she didn't, I had no idea that she said that you weren't from Lake Orion. Oh yeah. Yep. <laughs> well, so, all right. We also know that you're a huge baseball fanatic, man. Um, so much so that I'm pretty sure you invented fantasy baseball back in the day, but just didn't know it. Um, <laughs> so, and, and you, and you and Kim have raised five amazingly great kids, man. Um, and with everything kids are exposed to these days, I got to ask you, how are you batting a thousand with that? <laughs> uh, they're great. They're great kids. I got to give them, first of all, I got to give them tons of credit. Um, they, they have, uh, lived their values and, and, uh, you know, being a kid in today's society is tough. Um, uh, but they've, they've definitely decided, uh, to, to go away that, that, um, is respectful, that is, uh, dedicated, they work hard. Um, but my wife deserves a, a ton of credit. Um, we've, you know, it, it's, I think it just starts with you, you try to, uh, try to instill values as much as possible, obviously. And it, it starts with, um, you're going to church. That's the first thing. So with my kids, it's like, I, I tried not to, I didn't force them into activities. I said, you know, whatever interests you, let's, let's do that. Um, and uh, except when it came to church and then it was okay, get dressed, you're going. Um, so, so that's a, that's a start. And, and, uh, I said, you'll thank me later. And, and they've all found that within, within faith, they can do that. But aside from that, um, you know, I, I think you gotta, you gotta try to get involved in their activities. Um, so if somebody expresses an interest, one of the kids expresses an interest in something, I don't know anything about it, but I'm going to, I'm going to get involved with it and, and help them along the way. 
Um, Brian, when, uh, so I have five children, as you mentioned, Brian, when he was young, even from elementary school, he was interested in making movies and he would make movies with his stuffed animals and all this stuff. And, and so we'd encourage it. We didn't get involved in it. I mean, sometimes it was tough cause they were long and they were interesting. Um, but, uh, but we, we gave him feedback. We told him to keep going and he's, he's really, uh, turned into a, a pretty good movie maker as his, he's a film major. And then uh, the other piece on that is um, uh, trying to get him to try new things. So Brian again comes to mind because he was he was still you know he wasn't really in the in crowd at the time. He was more a stand back and and watch things happen guy. And uh, and so the school plays, you know, I, I said, why don't you go try out for the school play and and see if you can get get involved maybe backstage, you know, because you're you like making movies, you can work equipment and all this stuff and. And uh, finally, I talked him into doing that, and he shows up. And it's and it's funny because his his creative writing teacher was also the the play director. And he says, "I'm so glad you're here. Get up on stage." And so he turned into a pretty darn good stage actor. Um, just just needed that little push to get there and to try something new. And um, and so you just never know where it's where it's going to go. Um, but uh, I think again, I mentioned the family. You know, just I think it's helpful. Frankly, they they have four siblings and. And they're watching out for each other, uh, every one of them, um, and and they all know other people in town. And uh, I've also, you know, I've told them you can't go anywhere in town without somebody knowing who you are. So just keep that in mind. <laughs> solid point. <laughs> Absolutely a solid point. It's tough when everybody knows your name, right? Yeah, you got it. You got it. Yeah. <laughs> so so with all the, you know, considering, I mean, all the influence of social media, how quickly we get bombarded with information these days. Just how, how have you kept them so focused on their values? Because obviously going to church and everything, you've, you've obviously instilled through, through your faith and also through your good parenting, these values. How have, they, have you helped them stay focused on that, even through times where it's obviously, you know, hard to stay focused on those things? Yeah, it is. It's, and again, I have to give Kim a lot of credit. A lot of days I'm at the office working, she's, she's talking to him about, you know, where you're going, who you're hanging out with, um, what, are you, what are you up to? Um, my kids didn't get phones in middle school at the time. I know it's a different world now where they get it from, it seems like you come out of the womb and, and you got a phone in your hand. Um, but, um, we didn't, uh, we want to encourage them to interact and to be involved in activities and I think keeping them busy. Um, but it's, you know, you, you sit down for dinner and you, and you talk and, and you, and as I mentioned, when you get involved in maybe their activities, you have a, you have a common thing to talk about, to, to have dialogue on, you, you know, you're building a relationship and rapport. And I think that comfort level hopefully helps them be more willing and open to talk to you about things. Right. And, um, and I think a lot of that is, is that, and, and um, I mean, I guess it's just being close. We we're kind of the hangout house, the kids, friends like to come over and hang out, you know, and we feed them and we joke with them. I think we have fun. We play games. We have, you know, we have a, we like to laugh. And, and that helps that um, to the point where even some of the kids, they're off to college, their friends are still stopping by and knocking on the door and saying hello. It's, it's just really cool. But, but I think, um, I think that, that helps you um, see what they're doing, be involved in what they're doing. Um, with, the, with the social media stuff, that's always, that's always risky. I don't know that I have a, a great answer other than just ask a lot of questions and maybe um, try not to be judgmental. But if they make a decision, ask them a lot of questions about that decision 
And a lot of times they'll come up with the right answer themselves if they, you know, if if they have the right values instilled. That's my point of view, anyway. So, so they'll come up. Again, with I got to right give them credit, themselves. though. I mean, it's 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 you know, you have great parents who who have problems with their kids, and and it, it does happen. And um and you know you know there by the grace of God go I. I mean, it's it's one of those where I have to give them credit to say they could have made a decision to, you know, go the go a different direction, but they have it, and and so you know. They've got, they've got a, a real solid back backbone themselves to to live up to their to their ideals. I mean, because it's it's easy peer pressure. You know, kids, it's peer pressure is crazy, and uh, and I guess that's another thing too is try to say, don't worry about what other people think. Do it, do what you love, and do what you believe. And uh, it's not always easy for kids, um, but it's the right thing to do. And as you get older. It's, as you get older, you don't care what people think, right? You know, I like, uh, you know, I like Dungeons and Dragons or something, right? It's like, and you're a kid, uh, you're hiding it under the under the pillow or something, and you know, it, you don't care. I mean, or people that like video games or whatever. It's it's uh, as you get older, it's easier to just be who you are, and so I, you just got to try to encourage it. I think when people are younger too. Well, it seems like you've empowered them uh, with a lot of just your own trust in their decision making uh, as it relates to just how they kind of operate their life. Yeah, I try, tried to. And um, I mean, that can backfire. My parents trusted me a lot. And there were a lot of field <laughs> parties and a couple smashed cars. Um, but uh, <laughs> nothing wrong with but, field parties. <laughs> you know, but but again, yeah, you have to you have to give them uh, give them rope and let them let them um, experience things. And, and hopefully they, you know, you just got to trust that um, that their beliefs um, are going to carry them through because at some point, you know, they, they have to grow up and they have to be their own people. No, that's a, it's a great point, man. Um, now I, I've, I've kind of mentioned your enthusiasm for sports and specifically baseball go tigers. Right. Um, oh yeah. And I know you love your some Michigan football. We spent a lot of time in the big house together over the years, you, me and Mike and other people and friends of ours, what is it about sports that really gets you going, man? Well, yeah, that's interesting. I think it's um, well, obviously, having played sports, you we've all three played played sports together, um, and um, and it's it's a way to you know you work hard, you get you get payoff for it. Um, you, you also have camaraderie with the, with the people you're you're participating with, and even sometimes your opponents shoot, they respect you for for how hard you work, how how well you play, whatever it might be. Um, so it's, but it's fun. I mean, I guess that's the core of it is, is most of the time you go out because it's, it's fun. Um, and, uh, and it's, and it's something that people can have in common. So now I'm an old guy and I, I really am, I'm done running around softball fields. And, um, in fact, Michael recall, we played tackle football, even after I was married until, uh, we had what a broken collarbone and a tournament the same day, I believe, Mike. Yes. Then we play for hockey the day of my wedding uh yeah yeah that's right yeah somebody might have had a slight black eye uh during the ceremony <clears throat> mike but uh, i don't think anybody really noticed um but uh you know so so i think it's also a way though like for example the tigers all my kids have been to tons of tigers games and back to your earlier point um i you know we'd go as a family but also every one of them got to go with dad and sit and watch the ball game and you know what you know what a ball a, a baseball game uh, a lot of people today say, <laughs> say, you know, it's slow. It's, you know, but, but I'll tell you, there's something about baseball where 
it's strategy. It's 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 strategy. It's um, there's there's a pace to it that's relaxing. You can you can have a conversation while you're at a baseball game. You can you can uh, really get to know people. You can you can talk um, at a at a basketball game. Not so easy. You know they're playing music. They're blaring. Uh, they're, they're shooting off fireworks and stuff like that. I mean, it's, it's still fun. It's, but it's not quite the same to me as a baseball game. And that's where that really comes in. So as a, as a player, I played in high school and as a, and played softball forever and, and whatever it's, it's fun. It's fun to get involved with my kids. I coached, I coached the boys and, and things like that. Kirsten played one year, got clumped in the head and gave that one up. So she decided she was going to be an artist ballerina princess instead, I believe at the time. Um, but uh, no sports, sports are great, you know, and, and it's funny with guys, right? I, I know there's gals that are the same way, but I'm a guy. So, you know, you can walk out, you have never met a person, but you go out and you, you play a game of basketball with them. And all of a sudden, you know, your, your, your friends or these guys that we play floor hockey with, we're lifelong friends just by meeting every other Saturday and beating each other up. So. No, I couldn't agree with you more. That's a great point. And, um, you know, there's obviously two just, several disciplines I think that are, are important if you want to excel as an athlete. So you, you know, you, you mentioned you played sports and we played sports together and on all that, but what, what, what disciplines do you think are critical for people who want to, who want to be in athletics and experience that? I think first you got to love it. So you think about the guys like a, like a Todd Marinovich who us older guys might know. I mean, he was talented, but his, his dad, you know, all he did was try to turn him into an NFL quarterback his entire life. And in the end, it, it ruined the guy. Right. Um, you gotta, you gotta love it. Um, you gotta really enjoy participating. So we did about everything, right. I mean, if it was whatever season it is, we went out there and did it. Um, but then if you're going to be a, a more serious person, you have to say, I'm going to be more than the driveway or the, or the backyard player. Well, then you got to, you got to decide. And I think today it's easier, right? You got to decide I'm going to be dedicated to this. So you got to be physically ready to take on the challenge and, and you got to be self-motivated to keep yourself in shape, but also technique has a lot to do with it. When I was pitching in high school, I went out there and threw the balls left-handed. My ball moved a lot. I struck people out. They loved it. Right. But now if you're eight or nine years old, they got you out there doing technique and and, you know, certain arm angles and tucking your glove and all this kind of stuff. So there's a lot more to it. But if you're a, if you're a parent at home who just wants to help your kid along, you don't have to pay all this money. You can pull up YouTube and, and find all this stuff out now. Um, whereas point. we just, we just didn't know. Um, but, uh, you know, I think so love of the love of the game. And then you got to be willing to put in the work and that's in anything. That's not just sports. You got to be able to, willing to put in the work. If you want to be um, a good writer, a good artist, or, or any of that stuff, you got to love it and you got to be willing to work at it. And, um, and that's, what's going to make you successful. So, so you, that's a great transition. Even, you know, you mentioned, um, hard work and you've been, uh, you've been working in the customer experience consulting field for like 30 years, right? Um, 30 years in one industry is very uncommon. It's almost ancient these days. Um, <laughs> What, what would you say is the driving factor that you've had in your success in your industry? Um, I think I'm pretty easy to work with. That's the first thing. And, and uh, I mean, it helps to, you know, uh, I mean, I'm, I'm a fairly, fairly 
really intelligent guy. That's that's so I had some, I had some tools to work with. I'm easy to get along with, um, but it's it's really um, I'd say you, you want to be a good teammate. You want to give credit to other people when they've earned it. Um, there's a lot of people that are me, 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 and they think that's the only way to climb. And and um, to me, building a good team, I'm more proud of the people that reported to me that have done really well necessarily than my individual accomplishments. Um, if I run across any any of my former team members today, we hit it off like we we you know we were still in the office yesterday, and and I I really appreciate that, and I think. I, I empowered them. I gave them the tools they needed. I gave them advice they needed and I let them go out and, and I get empowered them. I feel like um, th that was successful. But the other thing is, I think you just, you, you know, you have to be willing to, um, to uh, go out and learn new things. You know, the, the people that go out there and just do the same thing every day, um, they're going to grow. And, and frankly, work's kind of boring if you do that. Um, so, so go out there, learn new things, read a book, um, talk to people, ask questions, and um, don't be afraid to try something new. Um, I, you know, I was talking to a guy at a, at a company meeting one time, and he was talking about something going on in China. And I said, sign me up. I'll go over there and I'll help him out. And I hightailed it over to China for 10 days. And, and uh, it was one of the coolest experiences of my life. But I, you know, I just said, um, I've got some skills. I'd like to learn more about what you have going on there and maybe I can help you out and, and I can come back with some new ideas. That's an extreme example, but you know, it happens all over. Don't be afraid to take on a new challenge, but ask for help. That's, <laughs> that's the thing a lot of people also don't do is they, they don't want to ask for help because they don't want to look weak. You, you ask for help. There's, there's people that are, I, I had some great mentors um, over the years, uh, people like Abby Blaine and D Robin and Mike McBride and, and all these people that, that come to mind um, that, really helped me along and helped me think through problems and make decisions. So be a good mentor once you're in a position to do so. That's the other thing I'd say. So you, you mentioned these mentors. Um, what do you think things would have looked like, would look like in your world if you hadn't have met some of those people that have had such a great influence on you? Um, yeah. You know, I think, I think um, it limits your, it limits your opportunities. You stagnate a little bit because um, you, you, you can't expand your skill set. I mean, it's, let's just put it this way. You have to work a lot harder individually to overcome that if you don't have some of those mentors available to you. And and um, if you don't have one readily available, though, I'd say find one. So maybe it's not your boss. I mean, we've all had some bosses that aren't that great. Um, hopefully, I'm not one of those. <laughs> I, think I've been a, I think I've been a pretty good boss. But, but I mean, if your boss isn't that person, find that person. And that may be, I mean, who knows? It could be a it might not be somebody in your company. It could be somebody at church. It could be somebody um, who you know from school who has thoughts and ideas. And, and so just, again, ask questions, ask for help. And, and, you know, you gotta, you gotta work hard sometimes. I, I was lucky that I didn't have to work so hard sometimes because they were right there in front of me and they were accomplished people that, that, you know, could help me along. No, that's, that's great advice, man. I mean, I think, I think you're right. I think uh, there's a lot of people that don't, you made a really good point. Maybe they don't want to look, weak you know uh, asking for help uh, sometimes is maybe looked at as a sign of weakness when it really shouldn't be right yeah yeah you got it yeah you mentioned you mentioned you've read a lot of books i mean i can uh, just in our conversation before this started you we were, i made a comment just uh hey man have you read all those behind you is there any one book that sticks out to you um 
just in, in your reading that really has had a big impact with you? Hmm. Um, I, I read a lot for business. I also read a lot for, for pleasure. Um, I, I like a lot of history stuff, um, but, but I, I think that's, it's interesting to think about history because as we say, if you, if you don't know history, you're, you're destined to repeat it. And I, I think there's a lot of that. I mean, I'm trying to think of really what, what my favorites would be. I mean, I like, uh, there's a lot of uh, historical biography stuff that I, that I read a lot. George, George Bush's decision points was really good recently that, that I, I pulled out. Um, some of the Bill O'Reilly stuff is intriguing. He goes through a lot of those, a lot of those um, like Kennedy and, and Lincoln and, and the revolution and, and things like that, that really gives you a different perspective on, on things. Um, so I, I'm pretty broadly read. I mean, if I go back to the core things though, like you look at series like Lord of the Rings that expands your mind um, and, and really you appreciate for a lifetime. That's, that's also, you know, there's fantasy reading. That's, that's great like that. Um, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's pretty broad. I'd say, you know what I, I would say, uh, Flyboys was a really interesting one and band of brothers, the, these things that they're about real people and real experiences. And, and, um, it's, it really brings home sometimes what people have to do and go through to a survive and b to, um, to champion liberty and the American way. And that's, I guess that's another piece of some of this too, is, is, is a lot of these themes that I read about, they, they have American values instilled in them. And, and that's why I appreciate them as well. No, and I appreciate that point. Um, you know, and, and for years I've known just about you that you've been really into politics. Uh, I know I've even learned a great deal from you um, about politics just because you're a little older than I am. Um, so, you know, if you look at right now what's going on, we have some tough political and social times that we're dealing with in this country. So considering what's going on right now, you know, the broader picture, um, what would you say your biggest concern is about the direction that our country is going down right now? Um, it's interesting because as uh, you know, with the, <laughs> this is election, this is the election week and we, we just had, you know, we still have, I guess, Trump and Biden facing off. But I mean, I think it, it really, if I think about these times, um, it's the, that there's individualism, there's, there's, uh, there's accountability. Uh, these things seem to be a little bit going by the wayside, um, that people think that, um, getting a government to, to pay for your college tuition is a good thing, uh, free or, or your, whatever it might be free, 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 the handout system and things like that. People aren't being uh, accountable for themselves. And I think that reliance, I mean, I'm not going to say it's lazy. That's wrong. Cause some people, some people need a safety net. I mean, and it's for their, for what's happened in their life or where they're at in their life, or maybe they have, uh, they have some dis disabilities or something like that. But I mean, really you have to be accountable for, for yourself. And, 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 um, and I think that that message is getting lost. And then the other thing is just uh, American exceptionalism. You know, we, you know, people, people often talk to you like America is a bad word. And in fact, America is the greatest country in the world and the greatest country that's ever been on the face of the earth. And it's because of the fact that um, we have rights and liberties and, um, and we've opportunities that nobody's ever had. So um, that's a bit of a frustration that I feel like 
there's a there's a those things aren't being aren't being championed. They're almost being looked down upon um, that that they're negatives. Being, do you think they're being looked down upon? Yeah, I mean, you know, not only in the United States, but I mean, maybe globally and and you know, collectively. They're saying, hey, why should you have those opportunities when we don't have those opportunities? But I mean, there's people here that are working really, really hard for those opportunities. And 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 they've earned those opportunities for themselves. And to say it's not right because you have something that I don't. Um, that's, you know, that's just uh that's not how life is. And if you think back to the early days and the people heading out west in a kind of stoke wagon, man, if you didn't build it or buy it or, you know maintain it yourself it wasn't happening um it was a survival requirement now it's it's not necessarily a survival requirement but it's it's definitely something that people should be valuing no i couldn't agree with you more man um and certainly certainly we've got some uh some struggles ahead of us uh and, and some things that we're gonna have to some hurdles we're gonna all have to to, to overcome right um now you've been very successful and we've talked about some of that success with your family and your kids and raising them and your business you've you've also had some challenging times in your life right um i know that just uh you, you lost your best friend uh when you were younger um you, you recently lost your dad you know after a long battle with cancer god bless him um, as close as you were with them, um, how did you overcome that, uh, those losses? Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. I think, um, I think it goes back to faith. Um, I think that, um, when I was, I was at my dad's funeral and I, I it was, uh, so the, the great thing is, so here's, here's my dad. He has three different golf courses send flowers to his funeral. That was like the coolest thing ever. Right. It's like the guy, the guy obviously loved golf, but the people there loved him. And, and he was a, he was just a, a personal guy that actually helped me, you know, and I should have mentioned it earlier you're talking about my success. Um, I had, a, I had a, a couple of great role models in my parents, in addition to a lot of other friends and family and things like that. But um, you have role models like that. And, and so um, at his funeral, we had, you know, I was talking to, to all these folks, but, you know, in the end, it came back to, I don't, I don't know how people get through this without having faith. Um, knowing that he's in a better place, knowing that um, this isn't the end, uh, standing here in a, at a funeral home, um, and uh, and it's but it's, it's more challenging when you're 18 years old and, and when your dearest friends in the world gets killed in a car wreck. I mean, it's it's tough. It's and it doesn't make sense a lot of times. And so that's where and me it may never make sense while we're here on this earth, um, but that's where I I draw back to say you got to have faith and and um, you know there's people that have a lot worse circumstances than that. And I'm, I know it's easy to say, and sometimes it's hard to do, but even then, you know, like um, most of my jobs in my life, I voluntarily left to go somewhere else. I have, you know, we, we had our whole department um, axed one time, like 20 of us gone. That's right. And, um, and that was, that was challenging. But again, it's, you, you know, you have to have faith that something's going to come around the corner and, and obviously you work hard, you, you put the work in, you, you do the networking and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, you, you know, you say a prayer and say, um, I know you got a plan for me and we'll, we'll see what it comes out to be. And, uh, you may not make a dime for six months, uh, but, uh, you know, you, you find a way. And, and so that's, I think how, how I got through those. What an amazing transformation. Your father, who we couldn't get off the couch for 30 years, 
had three golf courses send him flowers. Isn't that <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Honestly, that's one of my that's one of my best accomplishments of my life. I think was, uh, yeah, my dad was, uh, you know, when he was younger, he was a good wrestler and all this stuff. But I mean, as he got older, he uh, he he uh, sat on the couch in his flannel after work, after wearing a suit all day, watching TV, you know, drinking drinking a coffee, and and um, you know, Mike and I were actually in a golf league, and I and I uh, got the gumption up. I said, "Why don't you come out and play golf with us?" And he kind of hedged, but I worked on him. And finally, I got him to say yes. And so we got him out there, and um, and he turns out he loved it. He was in he was in two leagues. He had trophies. He actually made a hole in one. I've never made a hole in one. He actually made a hole in one. Um, and uh, and so and he I think just physically it helped him, and I think it it helped him. Um, uh, he he enjoyed golfing with the kids too. He'd take them golfing again. So you talk about activities. I mean, that's an example of an activity where I got my dad involved instead of my kids. Um, but, um, but it's, it's one of the, one of the most fun things we ever did. So, so I'm really happy that, uh, we got the gumption to do that and, uh, and got to spend that time together. Yeah. One of my favorite memories, uh, uh, with him was actually golfing and Mike was with me and we were golfing. I don't remember where we were. Mike might remember, but it was like 38 degrees and raining. And, you know, of course we didn't dress right for the elements and we were freezing and, and, and your dad and who he was with, they had uh, one of those cart covers, everything. They were basically, they were in a heated <laughs> golf cart with, with side walls and the whole nine yards. And he looked over at us and looked at Mike and he just looked at us and goes rookies and just drove right away <laughs> laughing. It was a really, it was a really, uh, uh, I'll never forget that time because obviously it was freezing, right? So, so what, I mean, what would you say, man? Um, obviously there's other people that go through stuff like that. They, they have great loss and, um, and you know, uh, it's, that's not easy. Uh, what, what would you say to somebody else who might be going through something like you've gone through? Well, um, yeah, that's, a, that's a tough one. I mean, I think the first thing is, um, remember the, remember the good times. I mean, remember the, remember the fun times, uh, they can never take those away from you. Um, and, and those are, those are things you should cherish. Um, and, uh, focus on, uh, hopefully, you know, you, you've got trust in, in the Lord above and, and, um, you know, you know, that, uh, that, uh, they're in a better place and we'll see through. Um, but carrying on is not easy. I mean, it's, and, and I had my, I mean, I was almost, I was almost 50 when I lost my dad. There's people that, lose their parents from the youngsters. And, and it's, it's easy to say that, but if you're a 12 year old or something and, and something like that happens, that's, that's a much, much more traumatic. I'm, I'm sure. But again, I think it goes back to, um, back to church to me. Cause I don't know, I don't know another answer. I really don't. Uh, you can't explain things like that. You don't know why they happen. Um, and, um, you just, you just have to have faith and, and carry on, I'd say, you know, but I guess it's not just it because, you, you know, you also want to tie into um, like at the funeral, we, we had lots of great conversations. I heard so many stories about about him that made me laugh and and all that and and um, keep in touch with friends. I mean, you know, engage because that's the other thing I, I guess I would say is if you have a loss and you draw back and and um, I mean, some people have a little clinical depression. That's different, but but try to stay engaged. Try to try to keep in touch with people. Try to share memories and, and laughs and and things like that because that's what, like my dad, that's what he would want to do. He, you know, he says, I don't want anybody sitting around crying over me. I want, 
you know, I want, uh, I want you all to, um, you know, to enjoy, to, to remember the good times and to keep having the good times. Um, and that's what we try to do. Awesome, we talk man. about them a lot too, though. You know, that's the other thing is it's funny. And I think this is awkward for all of us. If, if you're with somebody and they've lost somebody, you know, it's like, you almost want to avoid the subject. Right. And in fact, that person, a lot of times they want to talk about that person. When I, when I talk to you guys, I want to talk about your grandpa and grandma and stuff. They grew up next door. I, they were next door to me when I was young. And, and I, I thought the world of them were both great people. And it's like, you know, we, we want to remember those people. And, and there's things that happen throughout the days and weeks that make you think of them. Um, your grandpa gave me like my first basketball, my first hockey stick. You know, he's like, Hey, you know, here's a basketball, you know, shoot some hoops or something. Right. Um, and, and you just, you, you got to talk about those things and remember them because that's, that's, that's life. Life is experience and in, in a collection of them. You mentioned basketball. You, you had, you had the move. Remember the move, <laughs> the running hook shot. <laughs> yeah, I'm afraid my shoulder won't hold up anymore, man. It's uh, yeah, I had the I had the running hook. I I don't have the height, I don't have the speed, and and you know I can't jump, so I had to do something. Um, and uh, and uh, so I I came up with the uh, the running left hook that was uh, bounce off the top of the backboard and drop in, nearly unstoppable. Um, uh, even for tall guys, which was beautiful. And uh, and then I guess the other part of my game was I used my fouls effectively. Uh, especially during the Gus Macker tournaments, um, which was great because there was no limit. You couldn't fall out. So, you know, there's guys like you who could shoot and dribble and and make plays. And there was me who just, uh, if they get too close to the hoop, I just put them on the ground. So, Fair, oh, Absolutely. I have plenty of examples of that and uh, a lot of fond memories of that too. So, um, all right, um, brother, one, one final question um, that I want to ask you, that we want to ask you. Um, when you're 95 years old, someone asks you, you know, why have you had a good life? Uh, what do you hope to say? Yeah, it's uh, so thinking about that. I mean, so here's the dude in me that, you know, I, I consider myself a pretty, a pretty manly man. Right. And all this stuff. I watch Saving Private Ryan and I ball at the end every time. Right. Because here's the guy he's standing over this grave and he says, tell me I've lived a good life. And, and it's it's real because it's like, you know, in that case, somebody's literally giving up their lives for, for him to survive and, and have a family. But, but uh, so obviously not that dramatic for me, but I'd say I want people to, you know, hopefully say I had an impact. Um, and, and uh, I, I did something that, that, um, that helped them along that made them feel good. Um, hopefully I set a good example uh, in terms of a, uh, a parent, a coworker, a boss, um, you know, somebody that they look at and they say, yeah, um, you know, that guy, that guy's a pretty good Christian. Um, and, and that to me is, um, has a lot to do with it. I think, I think that, you know, you can say, Hey, um, did I make a ton of money? Do I have a giant house and all this stuff? I mean, that's not really it. It's nice that you do, if you have great stuff. Um, but it's the relationships in the end that, that are going to matter. And it's going to be, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather spend a couple extra minutes with you guys at a Michigan game or, or my kids out, you know, or, you know, playing cornhole in the yard than fill out an extra spreadsheet in, in the end, because that's the stuff that people are going to remember and appreciate. Um, and, uh, and so that's, you know, to me that that's a lot to do with it. I, I don't think I'm going to, I'm not going to invent a flying car or anything like that. So um, I just have to keep doing the best I can and be a, be a good friend, be a good husband, hopefully be a good dad and, and see it through. 
No, that's awesome, man. Thank you for that. And, um, man, it's been, an, it's been an absolutely a pleasure having you on the night, dude. Um, we, I pre, we appreciate it very much that you shared your story, your wisdom, your values, um, got raw with us, uh, here on Liberty Monk. So in the spirit though, of what's going on uh, right now in, in America, um, I, I want to just end our conversation, um, with these words of wisdom from Thomas Paine. Um, so quote, those who expect to reap the blessings of freedom must, like men, undergo the fatigues of supporting it. And I just thought that that was appropriate, you know, uh, for just kind of what's going on right now. Um, so until next time, I uh, just want to thank everybody for listening. God bless you. And thanks again.